from the Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered, the Yagra and Turrbal peoples. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years, First Nations people walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under, and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. There's only two people who have made it onto Streets of Your Town podcast more than once, and journal and author extraordinaire Trent Dalton is one of them. With the Netflix series adaptation of his first breakthrough novel, Boy Swallows Universe, now number one in Australia and top ten in the US only a week after its release, it's time to revisit this Brisbane-born and bred talent, whose gritty but hopeful representations of the wrong side of town in his novels have thrust beloved Brizzy icons such as the Story Bridge onto the worldwide map. He knows this underworld because he grew up in it and Trent tells us on Streets of Your Town how he never could have envisioned as a young child how a story he wrote could one day make it onto screens around the country and around the globe. Hey, Nance, it's so great Trent. to see you again. We go way back. We go. Last <laughs> time we were doing this, it was in my writing room. That's right. In the suburbs of Briz, so it's with, great to see you again. With that big fish in the, the glass thing above us. Oh, Keith. Keith. You remember Keith, my stonefish. <laughs> How can I forget the stonefish? Incredible. Just to explain to people, that is a stonefish. <laughs> my my beautiful dad, Noel. The, the inspiration for Robert Bell song. That's right. Yes. When he died, uh, he he left me with his pet stonefish, which he kept in a jar of preservation liquid. And I wrote, I wrote, I wrote Boyswell's Universe with Keith over my shoulder. I wrote All Our Shimmering Skies with Keith. Keith is now. We presented my nephew Ethan with a very with pageantry and a ceremony and a handover to my beautiful nephew nephew. Ethan on on the you know sort of New South Wales Queensland border. That's where Keith is now. Just so oh, you know. Oh, truly, Trent. That's beautiful. Yeah. So the, the, that continues a new. Who knows what Keith will inspire in that's the next exactly generation? Right. That's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's wonderful seeing you with the you know all the trailer and everything behind you. How is it feeling, my my journo friend, from the the days of growing up in those outlying northern suburbs to going on the red carpet tonight and yeah. meeting everyone for the opening. Incredible. <laughs> it's a long way from the Brackenridge shops, you know. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's, um, it, Nance, it's surreal. It's just been incredible. And, you know, I had dinner last night with Brian Brown, Simon Baker, Travis Fimmel. <laughs> you know, it was, um, it's surreal. It's the most amazing thing that, uh, you know, I collected all that stuff you know, both from the childhood and from journo years and just threw it into that book. And, you know, no way in my wildest imagination would I have thought that it would end up, you know, here, you know, and end up with this kind of epic Netflix series. So it's, um, yeah, no, it's truly 
uh, surreal. It's deeply unsettling, but it's also the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to me. And it, I mean, here we are talking about your beautiful dad and it just must bring back so many memories. I imagine even seeing how it's been transformed into this Netflix series. I've only got halfway through it myself, I will confess, Trent, but wow, yeah. the production values are, yeah, pretty incredible. And just seeing Dara light up in lights and, uh, yeah, it's quite quite amazing. It does it, or is it kind of a step removed from you or do you feel like oh. you're always living your life again or it's kind of just such a strange experience? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's genuinely like stepping into my head. Like it's like stepping into your brain. And, uh, but also the thing I keep thinking about, Nance, is when I was a kid, you know, particularly in Bracken Ridge and just everything's gone south and you're a bit sort of just, you know, you're thinking about the future and you're just like, you're turning on the telly and you're not seeing your world presented in one bit. You know, if, if you are seeing Australian sort of culture presented to you, it's definitely not Brisbane based. And it's definitely not based in the outer suburbs of Brisbane. And I just would have, I don't know, I would have dreamed of seeing a show like this on telly when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16. I would have just lived for something like it. And, like, I get really proud. That's what I keep thinking. I keep thinking of kids in Dara. I went out to Dara, Dara um, Catholic School like about a month ago and the kids went wild. They saw the Netflix trucks, honestly, like three doors down from their school. They saw it. And... And I was like, yeah, that's because they made a show about your suburb. <laughs> One of they my favourite bits was, was the, um, the story bridge moment. I've been waiting for this on the screen, you know, where you're sort of going across in those great old boxy cars from, yeah. from that time and just yeah. like, yes, we are like New York. We're there. We're there. You know? Oh, Nance, you, you're giving me chills because that, that like how beautiful did the story bridge look in it? And you because, like, I firmly believe all my books are about this notion that, you know, what if you could, what if you could make Brisbane feel as important as New York, or or that the stories are just as valid as London stories, or just as valid as Spain story, you know, whatever, you know, like it's just like, yeah, it can, you know, it's possible. And I just love that for this time, like Netflix went, yeah, no, we think that this might go across the world, and it's like that's incredible to me, you know. And what they're saying is it doesn't matter where it's set, you know. What they're saying is what matters is the stories. And, uh, and we'll go to that location if you, if you give us a, a strong enough story. And it's like, that's a really good thing that I've discovered is that um, same reason I'd like reading about Scandinavian detectives, you know, maybe someone in Scandinavia is going to be interested in a Brisbane drug dealer, you know. It's like, <laughs> wow, Brisbane noir. Amazing. Brisbane <laughs> yeah, exactly. noir. Let's get it going, mate. Yeah, Brisbane noir. But I love it, it. The beauty was really in the details, I think, for me, Trent, just in what I've seen, like even the store, the, the books lining the walls and yeah. uh, in the house. I just thought the people who read your book obviously loved it. I think yeah. to some degree as much as you had creating it because they really put a lot of effort into that the grunginess but the the hope which i think from our last interview was what you really described oh. was so important to you to re to reflect on yeah nance thank you that's um michelle mcgay she she was the art director on the matrix of all things and um and she calls me up and says trent i want to do the boy swellers universe tour with you i want to fly up from sydney i'm just going to spend some time with you driving around and you know we went to the house of you know where the secret room with where the rotary dial telephone, where my brothers and I found when we were kids, that house still exists on the fringes of Brisbane. We went, we went into the city hall. We went, we went everywhere. We had, you know, we had, you know, lunch at Kui Hung restaurant, which she just recreated to infinite detail. But 
I love that you mentioned just the things that were in the Dara house, like the quick on the table and the amber ashtrays and the and the tang and the you know the the the, the version of margarine that's on the table, you know, and the the hexagonal bloody kitchen table that every family in Brisbane had in the 1980s. And but the thing, you're so right, you know. So I so you can put all that stuff in there until the cows come home and not and not actually fill the show with the thing that that is most important, which is I kept on saying, but please just remember, you can put all that stuff in there. I just hope you get across the thing that I tried to get across in the book, which is it's a story. It's a hope story. And, you know, it's about the idea that anyone who's fallen through the cracks, that's sometimes all they've got is the hope. And, you know, that's all my mum had for a long time, which was just the hope that something might happen to her sons, you know, something good. If she can just raise us to about 18, then she knew that we might we might do some good stuff. And, you know, that's what the whole book's about. And and for whatever reason, the kid in the book, Eli, has that belief as well. And he's almost trying to remind his mum of that. He's like, it gets good. Well, you know, well, you know, tonight I'm taking my mum to the bloody premiere of Boy Swallows Universe and it's gotten really freaking good. How fantastic. She must be yeah. so excited. Oh, she's beside herself. Like she's, <laughs> she, her, her and my wife are now doing makeup and stuff, Aww. you know, as we speak. And they're just, she's just, you got to, you know, that's a woman who's done time. That's a woman who's met a share of assholes. And, and that's a woman who's been through everything, Nance. And, you know, I just cannot believe um, <laughs> what she'll be feeling to see this show that's kind of an extension of her own life uh, be be seen by all these people and, yeah, I, I get extremely emotional when I think about that. And, you know, it, those words, it gets good, are true. You know, it doesn't always, I, mean, I absolutely recognise it's not always for everyone. It doesn't get good. It always, sometimes it gets really, really sad. And uh, But I just feel really, really lucky that in my little universe, it got a little bit good. I was so relieved to see that, Trent, that it wasn't unrelentingly bleak, the uh, episodes that I've seen, that it, it did really have imbue that that hope that because Eli is just such a beautiful character that the two young actors are just, they, they draw them so vividly and yeah. to, to, to show that even in this state that they could find some hope for what the future is, they never give up on that. Oh, I, I cop all kinds of stuff for my optimism, you know, in my stories. And I just try and tell people, like, please believe me, like, it comes from such a dark place. Like, it's like, please don't think it's just blind optimism. You know, please don't mistake my optimism for naivety. You know, I, I absolutely understand the darkness, but where does that get anyone? If I just wrote a misery memoir where, yeah, like, things are still sad for, you know, people I love, you know, but... I don't know what does that offer anyone you know and and you know I just yeah like there there I get messages from people across the world telling me that they read that book and 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 found found the message through Eli Bell of the just relentless humor and relentless positivity in the face of utter darkness and hopelessness you know and and yeah, like that's true. You can do that. You can think that way, you know, and um, I, there's a lot of people out there, you know, all the stuff I write about in Boyce Falls Universe, domestic abuse, worse than ever in Brisbane. Issues of families, you know, battling and falling through the cracks, worse than ever in Brisbane. So it's like, I just feel really proud that this story's hitting. Netflix is a pretty cheap streaming service. I reckon a lot of people have that thing, Ooh. you know, a lot of people can access this, you know, and it's just very powerful for people out in the suburbs to perhaps see themselves in in this story and kind of people in certain communities across the world who might see themselves in that story so it's um yeah no it's very cool 
So just to wrap up, Trent, you hope you might inspire another journal, another writer out there, like you say, who, who sees his story. Oh, Nance, as you know, as you have done many times, inspired young journalists, I'm always telling them, please remember the job doesn't pay well. You'll cop a lot of crap from people, get a lot of people swearing at you, but I promise you it's the, it's the best job in the world. As Eli Bell knows full well, all he wants to do is go work for the Courier-Mail. And uh, that's a simple dream, but it's, you know, a very powerful one for me it was. And, uh, and I just always, you know, I can't imagine, you, know, the, the, you know, you'll get there, Nance, the bits where Eli's really fully working for the Courier-Mail in like about ep six or seven or something. <laughs> it's really great. Like you were there, like you were around, and, you know what I mean? Like, it you is, know, it's, it's just it's like. It's uncanny, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's like, you know, and I just love that they've, that the show champions the role of journalism as as a as the very powerful job that it is you know you know that well like you know it gets ragged on all the time but Eli Bell and as as I do truly believes in in the in the job and and the way it's changed Brisbane like it absolutely journalism changed the face of this city it turned around all the stuff that Eli Bell's caught in it was journalism that changed that you know and then the government followed the journalists because they had to and it's like I get very touched that um, there's a small little tribute to the journos in that story. Oh, what a beautiful way to wrap up, Trent. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for making time for us in the streets of your town today. So appreciate it. Thank you for the support going way back, Nance, and um, all the support you give to Brizzy journos. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy tonight. It'll be wonderful. Thanks, mate. See ya. See you later. Thanks a lot, Nance. That was Trent Dalton speaking about the worldwide release of the Netflix series Boy Swallows Universe based on his smash hit novel on this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.